to the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast, coming to you from the Playdraft Studios with your hosts, Mike Wright, Ben Cummins, and Chris Meany. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast. I'm happy to see you. I'm your host, Mike, the Fantasy Hitman Wright. You can find me on Twitter at FFHitman. Joined, as always, by my good, good friends, Ben Cummins and Chris Meany. You can find them on Twitter as well, at Ben Cummins FF. Ben, how are you doing? Say hello to the lovely people. What is up, lovely listeners, Mike and Meany? I think, you know, my co-host's new nickname is going to have to be Eminem because I have no doubt that they'll be spitting as passionate as takes as, uh, you know, the actual Eminem just did the other day. So let's Those get are to egg- it. You are treading on eggshells. <laughs> this is not a political show. We neither support nor deny anything because all we're talking about is fantasy football. Ben's over here trying to shift us into the gutter. I don't appreciate you starting the show that way, Ben. Apologies. Apologies. <laughs> but he was referring to apparently the other M of that of that name and that is Chris Meany from the Fantasy Sports now we're Chris, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Yeah, it's uh Canadian kindness up here. I'm not going to get involved in the politics guys. That's right. You mind your business, Chris Meany. Love me some Eminem though. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you for joining the show if you've never joined us. This is the Fantasy Footballers DFS podcast where we bring DFS for the rest of us. We are trying to simplify FanDuel and DraftKings make it as easy as we possibly can. We give you kind of these linchpin picks for your cash game, for your tournament, what you want to start your lineup in. Good guys to just, you know, set that foundation. And we always start off the show with cash picks. Straight cash, homie. When you're getting the cash picks, you don't have to be contrarian. You don't have to worry so much about ownership percentages because you just want safe players. You want you want to win. So you start off with a quarterback like this. Chris Meany, who is your favorite cash quarterback of the week? Yeah, you're right. I mean, a lot of people are going to own this guy, but I don't care at all. It's Drew Brees. It's Drew Brees against the Detroit Lions. This is a great matchup, not to mention the Saints. We know that they can score points. They're at home here. They're coming off a bye. Uh, The Saints, the fourth most passing yards per game in the NFL, and their opponent, opponent, the Detroit Lions, well, they've allowed the sixth most passing yards per game. This is the highest total on the board, currently at 50 right now. And from Jake Seeley, because Jake Seeley is a part of the ultimate DFS pass, and I fact-checked I, I fact this because he gave me some wicked numbers on Breeze. And everyone knows that Drew Breeze, what he does at home. But since 2008, coming out of the bye, Breeze has averaged 364 passing yards per game with 3.2 touchdowns and 25 fantasy points. And when he's coming out of a bye at home or in a dome, which he plays, of course, but other stadiums around, 382 yards is what he's averaging, 3.6 touchdowns and 27.6 FanDuel or FanDuel points per game. So that stuff is just unbelievable. That's from Jake Sealy. Again, just he is part of the ultimate DFS pass. There's a lot of quarterbacks out there that people will go back and forth and some value. Don't get too cute here. Drew Brees at home with all these weapons. Uh, it's just he's an absolute must in my opinion. Do you have kind of a a, a pivot option just in case? I mean, there's some people out there who are – they're going to get crazy and not play Drew Brees. I do not condone that. Drew Brees is going to be the man this week. I'm all about this. But do you have another quarterback who you want to throw out here? 
Yeah, I'll throw a Jacoby Brissett, and all it depends on your matchup. Whoa, or cash? The slate that you want to do. Yeah, cash, even cash. Jacoby? Like, I'll, I'll save Deshaun Watson because I know Ben likes him, and, and why not? But yeah, in cash. I I'll, believe I'll, you did not just save him because you <laughs> you gave the name. Now he has said three <laughs> names, I, and I, I still yet to talk. <laughs> that first verse is coming out hot, just as I predicted. <laughs> that, that's what happens, Ben. You, you start the show off with that nonsense, you get put in the corner. <laughs> I'm still in the corner. Chris Meany is being so eloquent right now, and I love of it and I want it to keep growing. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest with everyone listening. Breeze is going to be in like 90% of my lineups, and Deshaun Watson is somebody that I'll pivot off of. But for different contests, yeah, I feel at this point with Jacoby Brissett and what this and what the Titans have shown me this season, absolutely, I'm going to play him in cash. He's averaging 19 Fanduel points, similar on DraftKings, but on Fanduel he's he's very cheap at $6,800 over the last three games. That includes a trip to Seattle. Right? And that was a tough matchup for him. He only has two passing touchdowns, but he has three rushing scores. The, t- the Titans have allowed the most passing touchdowns in the NFL, the second most points per game in the NFL. They can't stop anybody. And they've also given up the third most fantasy points to quarterback. Jacoby Brissett is fine. He's doing a really good job. He's got T.Y. Hilton there. there. There's definitely a connection between two of those guys. T.Y. Hilton is balling out right now, and Jacoby Brissett is balling out. I am not afraid of this matchup at all against the Titans. Yeah. In cash, if you're gonna play, if you're not gonna play Breeze and you're not gonna play Watson, uh, I'm fine to to jump down in price a little bit. You're gonna save yourself a lot of money to get some other guys in some tasty matchups this week. Ben, your timeout is officially over. Yes, get in here and talk <laughs> us into a quarterback. So yeah, I mean, just like Meany said, it's all about that price with a guy like Jacoby Brissett, but you know he has shown some upside. But you want to talk about a guy that has shown all the upside and just like meanie throughout there it is Deshaun Watson another guy that is cheaper on both formats than Drew Brees is yet he has 10 total touchdowns over the last two weeks he is second in the league in passing touchdowns behind only Aaron Rodgers and of course he's at home against the Cleveland Browns who ranks second worst in pass DVOA in the entire league. So not only do we have another great matchup, he has shown he has the upside. He's the rookie sensation right now. He's all the rage. And again, just like you touched on at the beginning of the show, Mike, because this is cash and we just want the points and we don't really need to care about ownership percentage, it doesn't matter. Enjoy Deshaun Watson in another great matchup for another week. All right, let's move it along to to some running backs that we are building our cash lineups around. Ben, Chris went two times in a row. So that means that Chris, it's his turn again. Chris, give me a running back that you want to go with for your nice. cast game. And it was hard, you know, guys. I was all day. I was back and forth on which back I was going to talk about because there are a few that I've written about again in the Ultimate DFS Pass. There, there's a, a few top dogs here that I'm. I'll, I'll have a lot of exposure to, but I'll just go with Leonard Fournette. Uh, Leonard Fournette here in this matchup against the Rams. Fournette, a touchdown in every single game so far in his NFL career. The Rams have allowed a league-high seven rushing touchdowns. This is a team that doesn't want to throw the ball. They do not want to throw the ball at all. They are content with just running it. Uh, It's a good bet that Fournette is going to touch the ball uh, 20 times in this game, and that's what I'm looking for, just some safety. Uh, The Jaguars have made it clear that they just want to run the football. So Fournette, 52 carries in his last two games. On top of that, 
The Rams have allowed the third most fantasy points per game to the running back position. So I'm all in on Fournette. This guy runs hard. He's a beast. I'm sold on him. I was a little skeptical at the start of the season with some, you know, just this line and the way the offense would run. But right now he is just, he runs hard. And I think this is a pretty good matchup for him. For those who did not see it, there was a play where Leonard Fournette is, uh, he's shed a tackle as he has, is one to do very frequently these days. He's running to the outside. He knows that he's not going to be able to outrun this defender. He waves <laughs> them in and says, please, please bring, bring everything you got and let's meet and let's collide. And they, they, there's this huge explosion. Uh, Fournette was, unfortunately wasn't able to stay up or that was going to become a highlight for all time. But it's just this guy, Leonard Fournette, is an absolute freak. I mean, he is a he is a beast. At this point, we're just a few games into the career, but we are the closest, I think, that we've come to seeing an Adrian Peterson type Ooh. of running back yeah, in a very long time. He's a monster. Ben, give me a high and give me a low uh, a play at the cash game for the running back position. Yeah, Fournette told the defender to come get some of this and, uh, you know, come get some of these picks. Um, I think, I think with. I will with, put you back in the corner, Ben. <laughs> I got to push my luck. Uh, with, with a little bit of a high, I'm trying not to be too obvious here. Let's talk about Devontae Freeman. Um, a little bit cheaper than Fournette. Obviously, Fournette's a great option. And Freeman's just somebody that is super, super solid, but yet I don't get super excited about in tournaments because I don't see like the extreme upside, but I think he's a solid play in cash for sure. You know, they're at home, they're playing the Dolphins and the Dolphins defense has been pretty solid against the run this year. But the last time I checked, the Falcons were currently um, 12 and a half point favorites. Like like we touched on, they're at home playing in the Dome against an AFC team on the road. And I just see the Falcons winning this one pretty easily. Devontae Freeman has been the workhorse running back for the most part. Tevin Coleman is involved and somebody that I'm kind of interested in too. But only two running backs, those two, Freeman and Coleman, have seen carries in Atlanta this season. And Freeman has accounted for over 70% of those. So we know he's the main guy. That's what the usage has showed us, not just this year, but last year. He gets the majority of the red zone carries. And he should, you know, in a game where the Falcons, you know, should pretty easily win, like I said, he's a pretty good bet for a touchdown. And then on the swing of things, We've got one Doug Martin who, you know, I think that might help me get out of the corner a little bit. Mike, I know you're a little bit of a fan. and um, You're, and you're actually very wrong, Ben. <laughs> uh, but Doug oh, Martin, okay, okay. Doug Martin, to his credit, he, he looked fantastic in preseason. And two years ago when Martin had the big year, that's what happened was you go, oh, Martin looks, looks spry. Looked like that way in preseason. And he looked that way immediately coming in against the Patriots last week. So – Despite the tough matchup, I, I'm with you. I'm with you saving a few bucks and go with Doug Martin. Yeah, I've never really been a huge fan either. Apologies for getting that one wrong, but that's exactly what it comes down to, Mike, is the price. He's he's very cheap, and you know he received 13 rush attempts, saw three additional targets last week, totaled 82 yards and a touchdown, and that was the first game back from suspension. And so we have to think that his volume is going to continue to increase based on, again, like you touched on, how good he looked. And again, although the matchup isn't that great, which is going to you know cap his upside probably, we're talking about cash, 
because he's so cheap, it's going to give you some guaranteed volume that's also going to allow you to jam some other players in that lineup that you love that may offer a little bit more upside as well. So an interesting option there at a pretty cheap price. And, you know, one of those guys, like we touched on earlier this year with Keenan Allen, whose price is only going to continue to rise. So might as well roster him in cash before he's $7,000 routinely. Let's move it over to the wide receiver position. Chris Meany, who are you looking at? There's a couple guys I'm looking at. And I also want to throw out one more back since Ben threw out too. I got oh, let's do it. I got to do it. Love it. I just want to ask you guys, like, how many points over under three and a half points for the Giants this weekend? <laughs> under. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm being I, honest. I, I know where you're going. I, I'll take negative the, six. I'll take the over, but. That's just because that's the probability. I, I, there's, there's definitely a world where they score under three points this week. Listen, and, and because of that and all the guys that are hurt, I mean, unbelievable stuff would happen to that team last week with all three wide receivers suffering ankle injuries, not to mention Dwayne Harris suffers a, fro- a fractured foot. And then you got that guy, Dominic rogers Camardi just leaves. Yeah. He gets sent home. This team is is a mess right now, so they got to go into Denver. I mean, it depends on certainly what slate. If you're playing in the Millionaire Maker, you're not going to be able to have C.J. Anderson, and it's too bad. But if you're playing in a different kind of slate, a full slate, whether it's just the the late games, a Sunday night game, the Monday night game, whatever you want to do, C.J. Anderson, I think, is a terrific play. This is a team that I don't think is going to be able to score any points in Denver. Honestly, maybe three points. Maybe three points. Even still, Denver's going to be up in this game, and I just feel like they'll lean on C.J. Anderson. And this is not the same defense we talked about this last week Mike the Giants is just not the same defense especially their run defense it's been suspect of late so they've allowed the fourth most rushing yards per game they're giving up a lot of fantasy points to running back so I'll go there with CJ Anderson and to answer your first question about wide receivers to pair him up with Watson I mean DeAndre Hopkins there's two guys right now in the the NFL that are just balling out and it's both of these guys Hopkins is safe because you know he's gonna get the looks that's what I'm looking for volume opportunity targets he's second in the NFL NFL and targets because Antonio Brown has got like 19 the other day or else Hopkins would be first five touchdowns on the year four in his last two games since Will Fuller's been back stretched the field they got a run game Houston looks really good right now it's hard to ignore this team against Cleveland so I'm gonna go with Hopkins I just feel like both of these guys they're just feeling it right now absolutely Ben wide receivers impress me Yeah, I mean, Michael Thomas is just the absolute smash play this week. And it's pretty nice, too, because I think he's a clear top five option on the week, if not the number one option. But you can roster him for a little bit cheaper than that, 7,300, I believe, on uh, DraftKings and 8,500 on FanDuel. So you can go ahead and lock your just smash wide receiver one in and, you know, save a little bit of salary over a guy like DeAndre Hopkins and then move forward. I mean, Meany's already on top of it. He's talked about Drew Brees, and we know that Michael Thomas is far and away his number one option. The game is a 50 over under. It's in New Orleans. It's against the Saints. There's so much fantasy goodness that is going to come from this game. And it's nice with the Saints pass catchers with Willie Steen not playing yet and missing his first game back that he was eligible to play in and being listed as questionable again, it's not hard to look at Drew Brees' pass catchers and decide who you know is going to have the big game. And I think we'll touch on a few other players here in a little bit, but Thomas is the obvious choice in cash. You just put him in your lineup and you figure everything else out. He's going to ball out this week. I want to throw out the rec- recommendation of Adam Thielen this weekend because then you know, we got these high-priced guys. you gotta, you got to fit some lower-priced guys, and then you got to figure out a way to make that budget work. you got to balance that checkbook. And I think that Adam Thielen 
can absolutely help you out with that. Only 6000 over on DraftKings. Stephon Diggs dealing with that groin injury. Uh, the matchup with the Packers where you got to keep pace. And I'm, not, I'm still not buying into the, the Packers secondary. So I think that Adam Thielen can be a great complement to, uh, to some of these studs here. That yeah, that's are- a great call, Mike. And, and you know what? Just to, to chime in here, too, and for some cheap guys, and there's some cheap guys, again, written in the DFS pass, and for Ben mentioning Ricardo Lewis last week. Now, he wasn't fantastic, but again, he's still fairly cheap. He's $3,900 on DraftKings, and he's the bare minimum on FanDuel. His price didn't move at all. He's still $4,500. Wow. So if you want a cheap guy, he's another guy. I mean, he had 8.9 FanDuel points in Week 4. Nobody really cared about him at all. Uh, he was low-owned in all the contests that I went to. He's got 17 targets, 10 grabs, and over 130. 30 yards in those two games after racking up five catches and 71 yards in week five so I feel like because his price didn't move at all and he wasn't owned I feel like that's why his price kind of just stayed the same it's very cheap again on DraftKings so that's another cheap guy that I actually think is he's fine I mean Kevin Hogan is starting I was going there. I to say you that's know a who better cares? option you know who cares about Ricardo Lewis? Kevin Hogan. <laughs> Kevin Hogan, because he's probably been working with them. Like, think about the backup quarterback. He's working yeah. with these backup wide receivers, and that's backup what they connection. see. They, they, he's practicing with Ricardo Lewis, like, every single day. And Kenny Britt now, he's, he suffered an, uh, another setback in, in, in practice this week. So Ricardo Lewis is the guy. I mean, Duke Johnson's getting all these catches. It's, it's, it's Duke Johnson, and it's Ricardo Lewis. It's one of those two. And at that price point, you just can't ignore it. Five for seventy-one, this. not a bad line at all for a cheap no, option. Love it. I brought this up on the regular fantasy footballers podcast, but I think it it bears repeating here. And this is a uh, hat tip to Scott Barrett, who put this stat out here that for Duke Johnson, Deshaun Kaiser was targeting him almost eighteen percent of the time. For Kevin Hogan's numbers with this, with Duke Johnson, that drops down to under eleven percent. Ah. Meanwhile, Ricardo Lewis. Deshaun Kaiser targeted him 10.6% of the time. Kevin Hogan, almost 24% of the time. Nice. The tendencies of quarterbacks are absolutely real. Yes, they are. So yes. I'm I'm on board. I'm on board with that Ricardo Lewis. Save some quiche. Balance that budget. Let's move it over to the tight end position. Ben, who, who's your kind of favorite tight end for your cash games this week? Yeah, I mean, fellas, we have a new Zach Ertz, or at least I do, and it's Austin Safarian Jenkins. Whoa, and whoa, whoa. <laughs> Settle down. For me, whoa. for me, it is, and it's the price. And we talked about it with Ertz. We talked about how, you know, until he gets to that price where he deserves to be, he's just going to continue to be mashed in there. We can continue to mash him, um, but he's basically up there with that, uh, you know, Rob Gronkowski price tag now, whereas Austin Safarian Jenkins continues to be pretty cheap. He's 4300 on DraftKings, 5600 on FanDuel. That's, you know, pretty pretty affordable where you can get some other studs in there. And when you look at what's happening, eight targets last week um, led the team with a 26.67% target share. That's very healthy. And now he gets the Patriots, and there's a little bit concerned that maybe Belichick, you know, looks at what happened last week and tries to uh, take him out of the game plan. I don't know if I necessarily see that. Um, because the Jets are pretty much just the Jets. But if that doesn't happen, the Patriots rank dead last in pass DVOA and have given up the most passing yards per game this season. Obviously, last week, Thursday night game, it was a little bit better. But still, we've seen from them that they are very bad at stopping the pass. And ASJ, as of what we've seen lately, is the number one option in New York. And when we're talking about the tight end position where you – Usually want to go pretty cheap at that position anyway. Give me the guy with guaranteed volume, pretty good matchup. 
that, you know, should be about $1,000 more expensive on both sites, in my opinion. All right, Chris, who you got? I like I like ASJ too, but I'm gonna go Cameron Bray oh, here. Okay, okay, now uh, we. Do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I agree with everything you said. We were all three of us were on him last week as well, and he yeah, saved himself yeah, with a touchdown. touchdown. Yeah. And certainly that saved his day, but he, he's getting those targets. But yeah, I'll go a little bit different here. And with Cameron Bray, you're going to save yourself about $400 for, over ASJ on, on DraftKings. On FanDuel, he's actually $300 more expensive than ASJ. But uh, Bray has a touchdown in his last three games. He also had eight touchdowns last season. Zach, and a lot of people say, you know, Arizona, they don't give up much to tight ends. Certainly that is the case, but this is a little bit different so far this season. Zach Ertz and Trey Burton scored a touchdown on Arizona last week. Jack Doyle had eight catches for 79 yards in week two against Arizona all the attention on Mike Evans clearly that's what we saw in that New England game you you touched on New England taking away the opposing team's best player and I'm sure uh, well in that game they definitely did do that with Mike Evans and Cameron Bright was just getting those red zone targets especially in the fourth quarter he could have had a couple touchdowns he dropped one in the end zone I expect Patrick Peterson who's done a fantastic job this season on wideouts to have some attention on Mike Evans and it's going to leave Deshaun Jackson open in times but the red zone guy if it's not Evans and he's getting that attention it's Cameron Bright that's what I'm looking for this tight end position. It's so bad. It is awful. And, you know, with Gronk, who's questionable, Kelsey, a concussion protocol, I think he came out of it as of today. We're talking right now on Thursday. Uh, Cameron Braid is just somebody, at least he's scoring some touchdowns, and that's what I just hope for in playing this tight end in, in fantasy. I'm going to throw out Hunter Henry. Nice. Simply because, uh, I mean, he had, you know, a solid game. We're talking a touchdown in back-to-back weeks now. He's just... He's just their best option. I mean, this is a situation where he, I believe, is right now the number four rated tight end according to Pro Football Focus. Meanwhile, Antonio Gates is down in like the 70s or something. At some point, I know Antonio Gates has, he's a Hall of Fame. He deserves all these accolades and everything, but we're, we're, it's right now. It's not five years ago. The team needs Hunter Henry. And with eight targets last week against the Giants, I hope that the trends are moving that way and the price point fits that I think Hunter Henry is absolutely worth taking a look. Before we move into those tournament plays, I want to remind you about the Ultimate DFS Pass. This is our premium site. This is the go-to where you can get all of these picks and so many more, including Jake Seeley, who, who Chris Meany referenced. He does a blind spot week or, article every week where he takes a look at sleepers all over the place. These are high-priced sleepers. These are low-priced sleepers, guys that aren't, aren't getting the attention. We have our value comparison chart where you can easily navigate and see what are the prices, what site should I be playing on if I like a particular guy, and we've even upgraded that this week, adding in the points against defense for that position, making things just even easier to help you out making your decisions. Go check it out, ultimatedfspass.com. Let's get into the tournaments. You down with GPP? I'm down with GPP, and I'm down with this pick, Ben, at the quarterback position. About time, baby. Let's go. I got got some starry eyes for this guy this week. I love it. Let's go. Can I interest you guys in a quarterback that is playing at home? Yes. Has a favorable matchup. Yes. And in his last game that he played at home, threw for 365 yards and three touchdowns. And on how about top the fact that he's coming all, off of he's coming off the bye week, Ben? Exactly. And on top of all of that, Mike, because nobody can really figure out 
who the stack is and who he's, you know, going to have that big game with. That's another reason why I see Kirk Cousins being lower owned than he should be. All of those things that we just threw out there are very big positives on top of the fact that, again, he gets a 49ers defense that ranks seventh worst in pass DVOA. They've given up the seventh most passing yards per game. I'm not concerned at all. Love me some Kirk Cousins this week. It's fantastic. You can check out uh, also included in the in the Ultimate DFS Pass. We give you a buzz report with data powered by FanShare, where they scour social media, seeing what people are saying about these players in context to DFS, if they are going to play them or not. And of course, Drew Brees is the number two quarterback, as we have talked about. People love Drew Brees this week, and for good reason. But the, the buzz report is a nice place you can check in to see. Am I being contrarian? Do I want to be contrarian with these picks? So just throwing that out there. That's a nice little bonus tool for you. Chris Meany, give me a GPP quarterback. Uh, I'll go off the board here a little bit. Yes, um, do it, please. With Jameis Winston. Uh, Winston. Uh, you know Winston has more DraftKings oh, points per game than Drew Brees? Wait, what? Whoa. No. Really? Yeah. Oh. 21.2 DraftKings points per game. Drew Brees, 20.2. Jameis Winston, 19 Fanduel okay. points per game. I demand a recount. With Drew Brees for the seventh most. Listen, Winston's a quarterback one right now. Everybody looks at Winston, they're like, oh, Winston sucks. I mean, he, he misses some throws. I get it. He's very inaccurate, but it doesn't matter in fantasy. Blake Bortles has finished as a QB1 back-to-back seasons with a completion percentage below 60. For Jameis Winston, say what you want about him, but this is... He's got some weapons. He has some guys. He's thrown for 300 yards in three straight games. He has six touchdowns in those games. I know this is on the road against Arizona, but look what Carson Wentz was able to do against them. He threw three touchdowns on them in the first quarter. So this is just a little bit of a contrarian play. Uh, He's got the weapons. He's going to throw the ball. He's got Doug Martin there to help him out. Ben already touched on Martin. I love Doug Martin, actually. I'm a big fan of his. I think that this offense is much better with him there. And like I said, those weapons are nice. And people are going to look to Cousins. I love Cousins. I love Breeze, I love Watts, and even Matt Ryan, sure. But if they get up, maybe they can run the ball in this game. I think that this is going to be a high-scoring affair. It's going to be two teams just throwing it. So I'm going to go Jameis there. And and I was a little bit surprised, too, to see the points per game. Remember, he missed one game. He hasn't played as much as everybody else. But uh, the points per game is right on par with some of these elite quarterbacks. Just a combo with that. We're not in wide receivers yet, but I am all aboard the starts the receiver that is not being covered by Patrick Peterson yes. against the Arizona oh, Cardinals. Oh, here we go. And the D-Jax. fact that it's Deshaun Jackson, who yeah. is the, the fastest man alive. <laughs> you saw him on that slant pass when they finally got him the ball in space, and he almost narrowed his, or zigged his way through about five guys to break off a touchdown. Unfortunately, it was pulled down. It didn't happen. But Deshaun Jackson, if, if there is ever a matchup where Justin Bethel – is covering Deshaun Jackson. It's over. It's <laughs> over. That's a touchdown for DJX. But we will get some more wide receivers. I just, I had to get that out. That was if boiling you Google inside of me. Guaranteed prize pool tournaments. A huge picture of Deshaun Jackson pops up, and actually, without you having to do it, just becomes your screensaver out of nowhere. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I like where your head's at, Ben. So, speaking of where is your head at? Where are you at for running backs for GPPs? Yeah, I mean, this one is too easy. I mean, let's just touch on both New Orleans Saints running backs. Too too easy. It's not contrarian, Ben. Are you still okay going down this road? I absolutely am. And, you know, again, this goes back to some of those shows we did before the season where we touched on running backs. 
every single position in tournaments, the ownership percentage does matter. But running backs where it's a little bit easier to predict what's going to happen at that position, it doesn't matter as much for me. And what we touched on in those shows was kind of the Lev Bells and guys like that, that, you know, are stud workhorses and you just lock them in. This is a little bit different because we don't exactly know how it's going to shake out. But with Adrian Peterson gone, on top of the fact that both Kamara and Ingram have been having success as is, on top of the fact that the game is just going to be absolutely filled with fantasy goodness like we already touched on, the high over-under, everything like that, they're playing at home on top of their prices. 4400 for Ingram on DraftKings, 4500 for Kamara. 5,800 for Kamara on FanDuel and 5,900 for Ingram. They are absolutely going to both finish in double-digit points on both websites. They're cheap, and they both have extreme upside because we know one of these backs is going to find the end zone, and the upside is absolutely going to hit. So it just kind of depends on which one you like, and it's kind of a pick-your-poison, pick-your-flavor type deal because both are supremely involved. Uh, Mark Ingram has seen 64 opportunities, opportunities I classify as carries and targets, and Kamara has seen 43. And now, again, with Peterson out of the picture, like everyone's touched on, both of those, you know, opportunities for, you know, opportunity shares, I should say, for both players is going to go up. Now, Ingram has seen more and is actually a little bit cheaper at least on DraftKings. Which but makes I, no sense. It, it doesn't make sense at all. It, it doesn't because seeing more opportunities, he should still at least cost a little bit more. But regardless, I still prefer Kamara personally because I think we've touched on it on this show. The Everything that Sean Payton has talked about this guy in the you know in training camp leading up to the season and the usage just continues to impress me. Watching that game in London, I think it was against the Dolphins, he was just constantly out there constantly getting him involved in the passing game and especially on DraftKings where it's full PPR that just gets me super excited in a game against a Lions pass defense that is not very good you know Meany already brought it up at the top of the show so Kamara could pay off in a huge way even if he only has like 30 rushing yards because he could have 80 receiving yards seven catches and a touchdown so there's different ways that both of these guys can pay off that can pay off. They can have huge upside and they're cheap. Great game. No reason not to decide which one you like better and run them out there. And if you want to get super crazy, I think Meany's going to talk a little bit later about that one. I'll save that for him. (laughs) (laughs) I'll throw this out that for all the shenanigans that Sean Payton has forced fantasy players to endure. He did last year say, if I had a fantasy team, I would draft Michael Thomas and we all kind of scoffed at that as you know, like the rookie. Right. Why why would it be Michael Thomas? He wasn't lying. Michael <laughs> Thomas is fantastic. No, he definitely so wasn't. I mean he has been talking up Kamara very frequently. So I mean it's a little bit of that down that narrative street, but I, I don't mind it. I will allow it. I will allow it. Chris Meany, who you got? Well listen, just more on more on Kamara. People are not actually buying in, you know, Ben touched on a you know draft. He traded up to get this guy. And I, I just think of Darren Sproles, and I look at he Darren traded Sproles's, a lot to get him as well. Yes, absolutely. And I look at Darren Sproles' first two seasons with the Saints: 111 targets, 86 catches, 710 receiving yards, seven receiving touchdowns. Not to mention what he did on the ground, because he he was involved in the ground game as well. Then the following year: 104 targets, 75 grabs, 667 yards, and again, it's seven receiving touchdowns. So in those two years, this guy caught over 150 ball. He had 150 balls over 200 targets, 1400 receiving yards, and 14 receiving touchdowns. Hey, Chris, so, guess who's on pace for 112 targets and 80 receptions? 
Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara. <laughs> Absolutely. Boom. It's, it's very Darren Sproles-like. I love both of these guys. And, and to Ben's point, and you know, when we get into it, I'm not going to play both of them against you guys. But I am going to have a lineup where I'm going to have Breeze and both of these backs. Because as Ben said, they can both get double-digit points. I think Ingram is that goal line guy, whether Sean Payton wants to believe it or not. He is that guy. Uh, but for Kamara, I mean, wh- what he talked about in London, that game, it, off the charts. Touched the ball 15 times and ended up with about 100 yards and, and a touchdown is, is so nice. And it's similar to what I'm going down the road here with these two running backs. And they're both pass catchers. I'll go to Andre Ellington again. Andre Ellington just keeps getting targets. I understand that they got Adrian Peterson, and maybe they're going to have a few more carries with Adrian Peterson, but I honestly don't think AP has it anymore. The Cardinals averaging a league worse, 51 um, rushing yards per game. They cannot run the ball. All they do is pass, and for Ellington, he's benefiting from it. He's got 32 targets in his last three games. It's 24 in his last two with 18 catches. Maybe that number comes down slightly, just a little bit, because they got AP, and they want to see what they have them so maybe they'll give him more than six snaps like Sean Payton was giving to him in New Orleans but Ellington is all backs you want a hot stat with that those 32 targets Uh, over the last three weeks only Antonio Brown Odell Beckham and AJ Green have seen more targets yeah he's jumped up Ellington he's he's 11th in the league in targets (laughs) now it's it's crazy he leads all back with 40 Leads all backs with receptions, 28. All backs and receiving yards, 257. It's just, it's an easy option for Carson Palmer. And again, he's thrown the ball more than anybody. He's thrown the ball more than anybody inside the red zone. This is just, I'm repeating myself for those who listened last week. Is Ellington, It doesn't matter because it's, it's still true. Exactly. And it's just adding to that total. So over on FanDuel, he's $5,500. On DraftKings, he's $5,300. DraftKings, he's a better play. You get that full point for that catch. So, I mean, Mike, you just you just said it with those numbers. And if you're looking from just from since week one, out of anybody, he's there now in targets. He's, he's just behind. He's like 15 or so yes. behind being inside the top five. I love it. You got you had one yeah, more. Let's go one more. Yeah, I'll throw out um, Jarek McKinnon. Derek You're McKinnon. buying into the spark freak. I, Let's I'm go, in, Nene. Uh, uh, Let's go. One this game is more on Latavius Murray. Oh, I don't think okay. Latavius Murray is good. I all don't right. think he's all that good at Agreed. all. I think he Stamp benefited from a, a really good line <laughs> in Oakland. He ended up getting those touchdowns in <laughs> Oakland. And what I saw, obviously what I saw last week helps a little bit. And certainly, you know, he was the guy who was touching the ball. He was very explosive uh, compared to Latavius Murray in his 2.5 yards per carry. So he was, McKinnon out-touched him 22-9. He out-gained him in yards 146 total to 43. We saw his explosiveness when he he brought the 58-yard touchdown. Now, part of that, you know, he's wide open, but it doesn't matter. He's very fast. He's speedy. He caught 43 balls last season. It didn't play a full year. He was on pace for 80 targets. This is somebody who's going to be involved in the passing game. Even he fumbled. He didn't. They got the ball back, but he fumbled, and he fumbled last week, and it didn't matter for, for Minnesota. They kept going to him. So I think he's a good option at this price, too, at $4,100 over there in DraftKings. He caught six balls last week. So he's going to be involved in the passing game. He's going to get the carries. Uh, I know it's a maybe it looks like a tough matchup kind of on paper. The Green Bay Packers, I'm not buying it. Uh, I'm not buying anybody on the defensive side of the football for Green Bay. So at this price, I mean, I can't pass them up. And it's going to allow you to get those guys like Julio, if you want a Julio, if you want Antonio, if you want a Hopkins, uh, even a Keenan Allen who's pretty expensive. This will allow you to do that. We're going to move it over to the wide receiver position. And Chris Meany is over here just just shit. he's got his hair on fire looking like a crazy man because there is a wide receiver who has four total receptions in the last 3 weeks 3 3 full games four receptions 
I'm not I'm not the greatest mathematician, but that's barely one a game. And then Chris <laughs> Meany's like, no, no, no. We're going to put this guy into our tournament lineups. Chris Meany talked the people and me. Talk us into Amari Cooper. Oh, uh, man. You want to get nuts? Yeah. <laughs> Let's get nuts. Amari Cooper. Man, he's $5,000. Are I, you kidding I, me? He's $5,000. Yeah, I understand yeah. he's been so bad. I get it. He's got four catches for 23 yards. Uh, oh, oh, it's I just it's so bad. Woo. And, in fact, in season-long leagues, I mean, he's wide receiver 74 in a full-point PPR league. Oh he's been my very God. disappointing. He's one of the most overhyped football players I have ever seen in the NFL. Everybody just wants this guy to be good. He is talented. Everyone drafts Michael Crabtree after Cooper, and every year they shake their head and they're like, dang, I could have got Crabtree later. But listen, Cooper is very talented. If Derek Carr does not play in this game, there's no chance I'm rolling out Amari Cooper. We'll just say that right now. But for Casey Hayward, I expect him to be on Michael Crabtree, and I expect Cooper to to bounce back here and be a little bit better in a matchup that's not all that bad. I know the secondary is decent. It's very underrated for the Chargers, but like I said, for Casey Hayward on Crabtree, at this price point, how can I not play him in a GPP? Everybody is thinking like you guys. Why am I playing Cooper? He's got four catches right. for 23 yards. That's the way I'm looking at it, and I'm looking at him, and I'm looking at Jamison Crowder because both of these guys are super cheap. For Crowder coming off the bye, clearly not 100% to start the season. You know what he did in his last game, Mike? He caught a ball for negative seven yards, and that's what he ended up with. Brutal. I, I think that's bad. That is very bad. <laughs> You're not going to get any points. You're not going to win any tournaments like that. But I'm willing to to roll out these guys. Not together. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves here. But in, in different tournaments, if you're playing them, multiples, why not? The upside is there with Cooper. And for Crowder, for somebody who you know had 99 targets last year, well over 60 catches and just shy of 1,000 yards, for two 1,000-yard receivers to be gone off that team and Pierre Garçon, and Deshaun Jackson, I'm looking for Crowder here to step up. There's already some reports that they're going to get him involved in the offense. He plays the slot, certainly not on the same page with Terrell Pryor so far this season. So I just think it's worth it against San Francisco at home, heavy favorites to get Crowder involved here. And I think that bye week will help him. And I think having Derek Carr back will certainly help Cooper. And you guys want to even get more nuts. I got somebody on the DFS pass is even crazier than oh, okay. oh, hold, hold, pump the brakes over yeah. there. With <laughs> so, people are we'll going to settle down a little bit. Yeah. People's iPhones are just going to burst into flames. Mike, how can you not play Cooper at 5K? I, I would. I would. <laughs> the upside is there for $5,000 to slip him into your lineup. I I can actually. I'm, I'm all about this. But for some reason, we're just we're bringing these Dukenstein players here, guys who should be good. Ben, Martavis Bryant. Are you yeah, really going to roll him out? I mean, he's, he's been bad. He, Big Ben has been atrocious. There's, there's these reports that they are moving him down the depth chart. They're doing something with him, but you're still firing him up. Embrace the Martian. Embrace the Martian. <laughs> Shout out to my boy, Kid Cuddy. Yes, I am. It is the same exact thought process that Meany has with Amari Cooper. And, you know, again, another thing that we touched on before the season started, especially at the wide receiver position, where, as we've seen with Cooper, volatility is going to run rampant one week. You're going to have a terrible week. The next week you could blow up. 
And that is exactly what Martavis Bryant has shown us, in my opinion, throughout his career. And so just now, when everybody starts to get really concerned and, oh, he's no longer even the number two wide receiver, I want nothing to do with him, just like with Cooper again at a very cheap price, 4700 on DraftKings, 5500 on FanDuel, this, watch this be the week that he just has a 70-yard touchdown, he blows up, he has a huge week. And again, we know we're going to be able to roster him at a very, very cheap um, and uh, cheap price and a low ownership because he's a cold player. And we touched on you embrace those cold players if it makes sense. And I do believe that it continues to make sense to run Martavis Bryant out in tournaments. Why is that? Because he's still third on the team in targets despite all this negative talk behind, oh, I don't know, two guys you maybe have heard of before, Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. And going and looking at his air yards profile, he's still sixth in the league in air yards at the wide receiver position with 561. And what that means is those are yards the ball traveled, whether it's a completion or incompletion, because it gives us a picture on those incomplete passes. Well, if he does come down with that 50 yard bomb in week six, I'm going to take home the money. And so I will Mm -hmm. be rostering him. I will be embracing the Martian. And, you know, you got to stay loyal to him because he will pay off eventually and i think it could be this week on top of all that real quick let me just throw out that the matchup you might be scared about the chiefs they've given up the third most points to wide receivers on FanDuel and the fifth most to the position on DraftKings. yeah and like the fourth most total yards too so i, I even have juju smith schuster in one of my gps oh. this week oh my yeah. i think ben i think you, ben you're on to something with the steelers and i think people are going to shy away from the matchup in kc they know the splits they know big ben has thrown six picks since his last touchdown he was brutal last week He was down on himself doesn't know if he has it anymore i think the steelers and all their weapons they could surprise some people this this weekend and i think that could be a contrarian stack that would you know if that hit I mean, the potential. It, it hits, you're the only person on yeah. DraftKings with with that lineup. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, a name I want to throw out, and maybe it's a little bit of chasing points, but I think that it makes sense. Marquise Goodwin, the deep threat for the San Francisco 49ers. They, he he has to take on Washington. However, Washington will be without Josh Norman. If you were watching the game last week, or sorry, two weeks ago, Kansas City Chiefs against Washington, the Chiefs could do nothing. I mean, they were. It was a poor offensive output. Josh Norman goes out. All of a sudden, the floodgates are open, and that's when the yard has really started to show up for the Chiefs. And coming off just a a monster game, he's involved. Brian Hoyer has a little bit of that confidence, and we've seen seen, uh, at least a handful of big games from Hoyer now this year. So I think that Marquise Goodwin uh, will be a low-owned kind of Hail Mary dart throw to put some juice at the wide receiver position. Did you read my article? You're darn right. I read your article. Oh, baby. And I, and I loved it. I, I <laughs> love that pick. And so tip of the cap to you, Chris Meany. It, you know, ben was talking about um, average depth of target air yards, 17.1. I mean, you're right. If he if he just nails one of those deep throws, which Hoyer can do, I mean, yeah, the ADOT exactly. is the 12th highest mark in the NFL. 11 targets, 5 grabs, 116 yards last week. And the targets have been there for him. He's been getting 4 or 5 targets every single game. So I think it's worth a shot. Absolutely. Moving over to the tight end position. I think this is where where things get absolutely off the rails. So we're going to stay a little bit sane here with Chris Meany's pick. Chris Meany, who are you rolling out your GPP 
tight end. There's a theme here, guys. Like Cooper is better than what we've seen. Crowder better than what we've seen. Jordan Reed better than what we've seen. Again, this is the price. $5,000 here for Jordan Reed. I got to play this guy. Gronk, I don't know if he's going to play this week. Kelsey already brought up. Don't know if he's going to play. Urch is playing Thursday night. And Austin Sphere and Jenkins were talking about being a great option. Yeah, he is. But there's just not a lot out there from the tight end position. So for Reed, again, like Washington... The bye week, I think, will help him. Jordan Reed is now off the injury report, and I know the upside that he has. He's tough to own in season-long leagues. I I get all of that, but at this price, at $5,000 on DraftKings against the San Francisco 49ers, who had a little bit better of a defense this this year than last year, but still giving up a lot of points, giving up a lot of yards through the air, just not being able to just limit the offense against them so for Jordan Reed I'm just going to go out there and say listen if Jordan Reed goes off I want to have him in my lineup because if he goes off next week he's going to be up there around six thousand sixty five hundred dollars on DraftKings I don't think he's going to get any lower than this unless he puts up a donut right Uh, but I'm banking on him um you know what just balling out this week there's a lot of guys and even DeMarco Murray is another one I know we already passed backs there's a lot of guys who've just been very disappointing so far this season and I think that all of these guys are much better than what we've seen and I think in these prime matchups we might see some of them explode I do I do really like the Kirk Cousins Jordan Reed stack for this weekend so Ben you've received several warnings on this show how do you feel about this one Mike this very I've I've warned you I, you were put into timeout early. You were in the. <laughs> this the might be the last straw for you. Shame. This this might this might be the final straw here. You are correct. But he I, had a big week, and uh, uh, I don't know. I, I think I might be a little bit intrigued. So try and talk me into this guy, Ben. Sure, and I'm going to build a little bit more suspense because I want to jump in real quick and agree with that Jordan Reed call. He is written in the GPP Stacks article with Kirk Cousins, just like you touched on, Mike. And we left off at wide receiver. There was one other player I had in the Google Doc that I just kind of feel in my blood this week. But, you know, I'm going to pull a meme here. You're stalling. You're stalling, Ben. No, 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 no. I'll get to it real quick. But I'm just going to pull a meme here and say... Go ahead and go check out the GPP article that has Reed in it because there's another guy that I like a lot. Now, let's come back to this pick that I feel pretty good about. It is the Denver Broncos number one tight end, and it is A.J. Derby. Uh, Some of you might not even know who that is, so that's contrarian (laughs) in itself right there. Um, The price is extremely nice. He's $2,700 on DraftKings. And he's 4600 on FanDuel. So definitely much more of a value on DraftKings and really where I get intrigued because I'm always looking for those really, really bare minimum price tight ends that I think can hit because on DraftKings where, again, that salary floor is $2,500, it can unlock so much flexibility for you. And we know like Meany brought up earlier, that really this game's in Denver. The Giants don't have their offensive players. You know, super sad to see what happened to OBJ, that boy. You know, he's a baller. And, you know, the Broncos are going to be able to do whatever they want to do, not only on defense, but I think on offense as well, which excites me because we know that the Giants literally have no idea how to cover the tight end position. I mean, they've given up the this second most points to the position on FanDuel and the second most on DraftKings as well. And like you kind of touched on, Mike, I really think that he's really the sneakiest of the sneaky plays because of what I said when I started. I don't think that um, some of the you know audience maybe even knows who he is. And two, if you go back to the game, like we touched on with Kirk Cousins, the Broncos also had a bye week last week. So just completely out of sight, out of mind, right? But if you go back to their game before the bye week, 
Derby saw six targets. He was actually the only tight end to see a target in that game. So, you know, the other guys that they have there didn't even get any opportunities at all. And Derby was able to turn those six opportunities into four catches for 75 yards and a touchdown on top of the amazing one-handed touchdown catch that I'm sure you probably saw. The people that saw Mm -hmm. that and didn't know who that player was, his name is AJ Derby. So welcome to the club. I think he has a nice game this week at a cheap price at, at definitely an extreme low ownership percentage. On top of the fact that I really do believe he has upside that um, many don't. So he is my favorite GPP tight end play of the entire week. Although I do love Jordan Reed a lot as well. If you have the salary cap to to pay up. To be fair, Cecil Lammy from... Uh, oh, my boy. You, yes. If if you follow fantasy football, you certainly know who Cecil Lammy is. He talked up A.J. Derby during the offseason as the, the go-to. If you're trying to get the Broncos pass-catching tight end, it's going to be A.J. Derby. So that is a name that I know of and I actually brought up during the offseason. So you yes. have escaped the timeout corner for yes. the time being. Let's talk about our favorite stacks. Stack attack. I'm going to bring you that value stack. That value stack if you're trying to save a little bit of that cash this weekend. Jacoby Brissett, T.Y. Hilton, We've pretty much already touched on all the reasons that Jacoby Brissett is an excellent start this week. You have T.Y. Hilton, who has found the connection with that deep ball. They have it going again, and they get to take on the Tennessee Titans. That is oh so delicious when you're talking about the deep ball. So I'm all about this stack if you're trying to save a little bit of money. Chris Meany, give me your favorite stack of the week. It's the Saints. It's thus the entire team. Honestly, like I'm going to do it. I, I really am. I've done this before. And, you know, somebody won a million bucks once from playing all Steelers. Mm, yep. It's happened before. Now, I'm not going to roll out the Saints defense, uh, but Drew Brees, uh, again, Drew Brees, I'm looking over at DraftKings at $7,200 and Mark Ingram at $4,400. for Mark Ingram. I mean, it's nuts. I know he hasn't had that game yet, but this is the highest total on the board at 50 points. Uh, The Lions are not stopping really anybody. And so Cam, I mean, Cam almost threw 400 yards on him last week at home. So Drew Brees, I talked about his numbers at home. After the bye, what he's done since 2008, averaging 364 passing yards per game and 3.2 touchdowns. I'm going to roll out Brees. I'm going to roll out Ingram. And I'm also going to go with Alvin Kamara. And even Michael Thomas. Like, honestly, I'm going to play all of these guys. I think they'll all get their own. They'll all get touches. I love this matchup. I love the Saints. And those backs combined, it's like less than $9,000 for those two backs. Are you kidding me? I got to play them. Love it. All right, Ben. Who's your favorite stack? I guess my theme of this podcast, other than, of course, you know, almost getting fired about eight times, is the fact that I think that you embrace the bye week because I'm just now realizing that this stack is another one that did not play last week. Again, out of sight, out of mind. Everybody loves the Saints right now, as do I. I will have it as well. But I think the Falcons are in a really, really good situation themselves. Again, at home, in the Dome, against an AFC team. And really nobody's talking about them. And I think on top of that, Julio Jones's lingering injury is concerning, yes, but we also know that it's going to drive down his ownership percentage, which is nice because it's not like we haven't seen Julio go off 
with injury concerns in the past. Oh, I don't know. Think of that playoff game against the Packers just not that long ago. So I really like the Matt Ryan, Julio Jones stack. Um, you know, the Dolphins defense does not scare me at all. They rank fourth worst in pass DVOA. They've given up the 11th most passing yards per game. And I'm not done there either. Let's go ahead and throw Tevin Coleman in the mix as well. Because Ooh, nice. as much as I talked about, I like Freeman as kind of a safe play that gets the majority of the rushing work. Tevin Coleman is actually third on the team in targets behind only Julio and Sanu. And Sanu is a guy that I've talked about in the past, but I think he's kind of proven that he's a solid play, but he's not really that upside play. Coleman, we saw numerous times last year in the regular season and the postseason when he was healthy, that he can hit for you not only it's kind of the Alvin Kamara thought process, especially on DraftKings. He can hit for you not only in the rushing game if he breaks a long one, but in the receiving game as well. We saw we've already seen him catch a touchdown before this season, and he actually has had over 40 receiving yards or a receiving touchdown in every game this year. So if Matt Ryan blows up, I see obviously Julio Jones blowing up. And on top of that, I think Tevin Coleman has a big game as well. Another stack, kind of like the Cousins thought process earlier, that can differentiate you, but also I believe has the upside that could help you win a tournament. We're going to move it into the Battle Royale, where every week we bring our best lineup for some bragging rights. DFS Battle Royale. I'm going to let you fellas go first because my lineup is just so good. We'll see about that. If, if I rattle off this list of players that I was able to cram and just balance the budget and get them all in, you probably won't even give your lineup, and you may leave the <laughs> podcast immediately. So I will save mine for last. We'll start with you, Chris. Mean you get to be first. First the worst. He's already gone. He left. 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 He in this battle we have that not. We've had. Kareem we the know. Dream. Kareem the Dream. Crispy Kareem, baby. And <laughs> you know what? <laughs> the Steelers, they suck against the run. They can't stop anybody. They're giving up a ton of fantasy points at running back position. So I'm going to spend up for, for Kareem Hunt. I got Amari Cooper. I'm telling you guys, I'm feeling this is the week. I've I've been all over Cooper at Fantasy Sports Network. I've given him such a hard time that I know he's going to ball out here this weekend. Uh, Michael Thomas in there as well at wide receiver. Marv Jones. Marv Jones Jr., $4,600. Got to play him. I feel like this is going to be a high-scoring game. He's up there, too, an dot average depth of target. He, he's really high. They take some shots downfield with him, and I, I just feel like Detroit is going to have to try to play catch-up here. Jordan Reed is my tight end at $5,000. Can't pass him up. Jared McKinnon, same thing, $4,100. Really feeling McKinnon at this price. I, can't, I just can't ignore that. And then the Ravens, then my defense. You know, if you're in contests, you have to play Denver. I don't know how you can't play them. But if there's no Denver, I fall back to to Baltimore going up against Mitchell Trubisky, making his second NFL start and his first one on the road in Baltimore. Good luck, kid. All right, Ben. Go ahead. So I got Meanie's stack in there. Um, it is my favorite of the week, although it's not as contrarian. It is Drew Brees. It is Michael Thomas, who, like I said, you know, you just you put him in your lineup. You don't think twice about it. And I, you know, I like both running backs, but I like Alvin Kamara more. So I'm starting there, and I'm also putting in Julio Jones because I love that you know thought process as well, like I just talked talked about. And then 
Let's stick with that Saints-Detroit game and just continue to add players to the lineup. I love Amir Abdullah, the player, and his price continues to excite me, especially on DraftKings, 4900 bucks. I am a little bit annoyed, tweeted it out the other night. I kind of just want, as much as I like the Oritic, the player, I kind of just want him to go away because I want Abdullah to That's have... so rude. I know, it is, it is. I do, That's I like rude. him. I'm sorry, Theo. I'm sorry to Theo's family, but I just want Abdullah's high upside to be unlocked, and maybe I'm just being stubborn but I think this is a game where his upside can be unlocked because he is still involved a little bit in the passing game and I'm also Chris I was surprised to hear you say that I thought for sure I would be the only one but I'm very intrigued by Marvin Jones price at only 4,600 bucks throwing him in the flex which leaves um, a cost for one more wide receiver and Maya Mari Cooper this week we've already established is Martavis Bryant so he's going in there Jordan Reed is the tight end because you know we're only go- I'm only going against two other people, and I love that play like you talked about, Chris. And I do think there's another defense that you can play, and it is absolutely the Atlanta Falcons because they are playing yeah, at it. home yeah, yeah. against Jay Cutler, who is absolute trash, garbage, can, whatever word you want to say. They should have a huge game. Man, how bad are the Dolphins? They suck. They're, they're last in total yards. They're last in passing yards. They're second last in, in rushing yards. This team is so bad. To be fair, he did try to retire. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, here it is, ladies and gentlemen. Right, here's the winning lineup. It is. I've got the Tom Brady Chris Hogan stack to start things off Ooh, against baby. the Jets. Chris Hogan. He is who I thought he was last year. It's finally happened. It has emerged with Julian Edelman's injury, giving him the limelight. Chris Hogan has been dominant. He's My catching, guy. He is catching those bomb touchdowns every single week. I think that trend continues. I got some exposure to that Saints game with Ingram and Michael Thomas as well. Jarek McKinnon is rounding out my running backs. Then I got some more cash, guys. I got some more cash, and Jordy Nelson is in my lineup. I love it. I'm I'm not worried about this matchup against Minnesota because Jordy Nelson and Aaron Rodgers find a way to get it done. Tight end, I got Cameron Brait. He's a touchdown machine. I'm flexing Amari Cooper, guys. I was giving, I was giving Chris Mann a hard time. And Amari nice. Cooper is in my lineup. The upside is too great. And I'm playing. I know I got the tight end camera break, so it, sometimes this is not necessarily what you want to do, but I'm playing the Arizona Cardinals at home. I'm, I'm looking for Jameis Winston to make at least a couple mistakes. Also playing off of the last time, uh, which just a year ago, Jameis came into the desert, had himself a mighty bad game. So... It, I know I know Meany is Meany likes him as contrarian. I I I would shy away from Jameis personally. That's why Arizona is my defense. So there are the lineups. There is the show. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the Fantasy Footballers DFS podcast. We wish you nothing but the best of luck with your lineups this weekend. We hope you smash it. If you need a little bit more help, need a little bit more juice, check out Ultimate DFS Pass. We will see you next Friday. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.thefantasyfootballers.com.